Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. We're here with Isaiah Cruz. Listen. Yo, what's up, everybody? What's up? We was interesting you because we wanted to know <laughs> how do first we got we want you to tell our guests who you are and what you do, and then we're gonna tell you why we're interested. So we'll give you the mic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like you said, my name is Isaiah Cruz. I'm a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I've been doing addiction medicine for the last six years. Anything from mm-hmm. heroin addiction, uh, cocaine addiction, meth addiction. Uh, 2020, I transitioned more to alcohol addiction, and then that kind of led me down the road to pornography addiction, and that's what we're mm. going to talk about today. Okay. Wow, awesome. So before oh, before we kind of get dive deep, do you do you feel like uh, a lot of these are um, aligned somehow? Like maybe one leads into the other. Like you know how they say back in the day they used to say weed was a gateway drug into yeah. this and that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, blow your screen up. Keep talking. Oh, uh, do you, do you see that um, they kind of you know intersect into each other at some point? Absolutely. Uh, there, there's something called addiction transfer. So somebody oftentimes when I treated heroin, it's people stop heroin and then transition to uh, like a cocaine addiction or alcohol addiction. Oh, okay. Person's addicted to dopamine. That's what it boils down to. What hmm. can give me dopamine? Because that's what makes me feel good. Ooh, absolutely. And people don't know dopamine is a chemical released in your brain. Yeah. That makes you what? Feel euphoria. Feel good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good thing. When you hug your family members, you hug your family members. That's, that's the dopamine release. People Mm. who exercise get that runner's high. That's a dopamine. So it's a good thing when you eat that, that cheeseburger or that, that ice cream, that's a dopamine release. And and it's good. It's it's a good thing. But when, when you use it in in extremely high amounts all the time, um, it it transitions uh, not, not to be a good thing and it ends up being harmful for you. Okay. I see, I see that a lot with um with like social media. That that's mm-hmm. a thing, especially if yeah. you start getting those likes and those views. Yeah. It's addicting. Woo, you want that all the time yeah. and then you get let down and then that's when the shame spiral comes into play. Yeah. All right. Now, you know what well, I mean? What we're getting in today is porn addiction. Mm-hmm. How does people how do people get addicted to porn? Like where does it begin for these people to start saying, "Hey, listen, I can't control this. I have to watch this every single day, every minute of my life. I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to turn it on. I could be at a at a kid's birthday party. I'm in the corner somewhere with the volume way on low watching porn. So you have to trans- <laughs> an extreme. I'm table. listening to. Yeah. Has, has, has that happened to you? <laughs> that was crazy. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm looking. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up, it's getting personal. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that is that is an extreme example. But you kind of have to re- redefine your definition of what a porn addict is. It may not, it can't, yeah, it can't be the guy who watches porn all day, every day. And that's what the stereotype is. That's what, when you say porn addict, that's what people think of. Mm-hmm. But let's define porn addiction. First, you have to define addiction. What is an addiction? I define it as doing something that's harmful to you, wanting to stop or knowing that you should stop and not being able to stop. With okay. that definition, it expands our definition of pornography addiction. 
Uh, for example, I treated a guy who would watch porn less than once a month. But this gentleman was a religious person. As far as religion goes, not very many religions that I know of uh, approve of porn use. Mm. There might be some, but maybe I, I haven't heard of any. So this guy would watch porn on Saturday, hate himself, ask for forgiveness, swear he'll never do it again, and, and be off of porn for three months, and then slip up, and then do that. Well, this this went on for ten years. So oh. this this gentleman doesn't fit your stereotype of a, what a porn addict is, but if you use the definition of what an addiction is, it fits the mold. So it can't, and I get there any anywhere in between. You know, the people who are extreme into illegal stuff, all the way to the people who watch porn a couple times a year and still they can't shake that habit. So, um, so yeah, let, let kind of redefine and open your your uh, definition of what a porn addict looks like. Okay, that's funny that he said that because before we had before we started um, this podcast today. We were talking about that, uh, addiction and what would be considered an addiction. So we were saying, um, like for me, I like to smoke weed and I know that I'm addicted to marijuana. It's a fact and they know it. You know what I mean? But I didn't consider myself to be addicted to porn because it's, it didn't feel like it was necessary to me. I could watch porn at one time, but I could wake up and not feel like I need to watch porn ever. You know what I mean? But when you say that with the time lapse between and, it, it sounded more like he was fighting his demons. You know what I mean? Like fighting the urge and then falling victim to that urge again. And when you brought that up, that's like, that's like, damn, like I've, I've had family members who stop taking drugs and stop using drugs and, and fight the urge and then maybe backslip and backslide and, and find themselves in the same position they were before. And now they got to fight that all over again to get clean again. And it's like, I never really looked at it from that point of view of you don't necessarily have to watch it uh, on a continuing basis. It doesn't necessarily have to be that feeling like you need to do it. It's you fighting the feeling like I'm not supposed to do it. I'm not supposed to do it. And then you give in. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't really think about it like that. I really, I really thought about it on the other side. As soon as he said that, I was like, I literally just said the opposite like ten minutes before we started this. <laughs> Let me ask: Is there a healthy way to watch porn? Asking for a friend. Yes, that's a good question, and I've had people tell me that. You know, there's nothing wrong with porn. I watch porn once a week. What's wrong with that? And I'm like, my job isn't to tell you porn is right or wrong, but before you consume porn, you should at least be educated. Pornography in America is the third leading cause of sex trafficking. So that's a good chance of what you watched. Some some of those people were not willingly there. Then how does that make you feel? Are you okay with that? Most people aren't. So uh, that and then then we have consent during during uh, pornography viewing. Consent's kind of kind of skewed, kind of a gray area there. Um, we have uh, were the people under the influence of something? Were they being coerced into producing these films? And then was the person so desperate need of money that they had to turn to that. And then that makes it not much better than prostitution at that point. And then what are your ethics behind that? Mm. I don't know. And then, so that's, that's the industry in general. So then what does porn do to you? You may not know it, but porn could be harmful. Uh, so, so it's uh, porn can lead to premature ejaculation consistently. Porn can lead to erectile dysfunction. Porn can lead to decrease in intimacy in relationships because porn separates sex from intimacy. And then porn harms the partner of the person watching porn. Your partner knows you're watching porn. Subconsciously, they're like, what, what's wrong? Am I not good enough? What's wrong with me? Why do they have to turn to porn? And then 
the person watching porn, do they want to, oftentimes people want to mimic what they saw in porn in real life. And a lot of that stuff can be interpreted as, as degrading to your partner. And then your partner feels that they have to comply or else they're just going to watch more porn and they feel degraded and that just starts a, a poor cycle. So if you check all those boxes and you still say, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm not one to judge. That's fine. But just be educated before you consume. Jeez. I yeah. never, I, never. Hold on. Bring, bring it back one second. <laughs> the third leading cause to, to, to sex trafficking. Number that's one. Crazy. That's the first that, thing that hit that's me. Insane. Number two is how many times have any of you, I mean, you, well, I guess you would have thought about this, Isaiah, but how many times have any of you right before you've watched porn say, I wonder if this girl got snatched and they made her do this porn. I've yeah. never you thought just about this. Go to something you think you're going to enjoy. And that's yeah. just that. I would that's never true. have that in the back of my mind. Like, wow, she's going to feel bad. Will. Yeah. yeah. What makes me not want to watch porn again? <laughs> makes me never want to <laughs> support any, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that, that right yeah, there is because you, you, you got to think about it. There are some stars who love the stardom of being porn actors. Like, some they like having that like I hate I am the top actress. But then you see someone's like, dude, who will let somebody do this to them right now? Like right. who would just some stuff is definitely yeah, crazy. A gang of forty guys, these guys just keep coming in this room like yeah, that's, yeah, no. Right. So I mean so, some women yeah, they, so, they definitely have awards for it. So my my let's hear, <laughs> here go thing. My guy right here, Andre in the blue shirt. <laughs> he's a definite. He doesn't want to admit to it. Yeah, you're. He's a porn act. One time, oh and I'm going to tell the story. The story's been told many times. This guy one time moved into his mother house, came to my apartment in the dark of the dark of night with a medium sized moving the dark box. Of night. <laughs> medium sized moving box filled with porn. I said, "What is this?" He said, "I can't take this to my mother house. What am I going to do with this? You have to take this for me." I'm like. Where did you get all this porn from? He's like, he would literally go what once a week to go buy some. No. <laughs> so no. how often I'm were you going? Hey, no, I'm not going no, to you have to tell. I'm not going to support your story. How often listen. was you buying porn? To, come on, Dre. We said we'd be open first the podcast. All, first of all, how back then, this is years of like you might want to go buy a new tape, uh, new uh, DVD after a certain amount of time. So over the years, uh, I had a certain amount of porn. It wasn't a box. I, I had, I, I got a living girlfriend at the time. It wasn't a Jeez. full box. It was a nice collection. It, it was probably like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to maybe 15 to 20. No. It's, dude, it was like. Go ahead and lie. Did you have some I, I, I still have that? the box. I can go pull it out. You I can't still show him got the TV. The box? Yeah, I still have no, Isaiah, dude, I no, gave, I did. I I gave him the box. <laughs> Literally fifteen to twenty years ago, and he's telling yeah, me he still has the box. No, I threw it away. I, nah, I recently this apartment. I, moved I still in. have the box. Wait a minute. No, no what no, happened no, was no. how I had. I said the reason I had to throw the box away. I just had it sitting in a DVD box, just stored away. I just put it away. So one day, my kid, I hear my kids in the basement. They're looking for DVDs, whatever. They just want to be just nostalgic. And then I hear my daughter scream at the top of her lungs. I'm like, what the hell? Here? Yes. So I come down so I was like, yo, what happens? Everybody okay? What is this, Dad? I said, Oh my God. It is your fault <laughs> that she's seen the penis for the first time. So is that a is that a is, <laughs> would that be considered an addict? Because this guy no, Dre. He, this guy knows names. I do. 
you have scenes picked out for these, like certain scenes. Like, is you, that considered an addiction? No. Okay, I, I, we're asking the expert. We're not. Is asking that an you, extreme? No, case. we're not asking you. He tried to tell a funny story, but it's no, an extreme I'm, case. I think is what he. Yeah, has I'm, to I'm, say. I'm going to. I'm going to mute you because I want the expert to ask, answer the question. <laughs> Shit. So is that an addiction? So let's go back to what our addiction define an addiction. Uh, doing something that's harmful, wanting to quit and not being able to. So he would have to see or acknowledge that you know this isn't what's what's best for me and try to quit or want to try to quit in order for it to really fully be an addiction. Technically, it wouldn't be because he gave you the box. He, he hasn't gave he it up. He bestowed the box upon he hasn't you. Gave, he wrecked two computers behind porn. <laughs> that's not true. That's just not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not get two viruses okay. on your computer because of porn? No. <sighs> okay. Where do you go to get viruses? So listen, so here, here's the thing. I'll get vulnerable since nobody else wants to get vulnerable. I'm going to get vulnerable. At times, at times when, um, you know, I'm married been married for quite some time but at certain times when me and my wife were you know stating we have broken up at those times it's gotten to the point where i was like Yo, i gotta stop this i gotta stop it because it doesn't help me move forward you know what i mean because you know if you've been with somebody for five six seven eight years then you break up it's pretty lonely and it's hard to go out datings and you want to kind of you know what i mean like you you get those urges so at that point i would say that they're there could have been some addiction at that point because I did want to quit. So do you get some guys that are that are mostly like that? Um, is that the majority? Like, how, how would you go about helping a guy like me at that time? Yeah. So what I do is the medication aspect of it. So uh, I say medication to help porn addiction. Most people kind of look at me a little funny. And I even have one guy said, do you do chemical castration? What? No, no, that's not at all what I do. So I stumbled upon this. Like I said, I transitioned from doing like heroin addiction to alcohol addiction and then to porn. So what happened, I was doing alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and over the course of about one month, I had three guys come to for refills on their medicine. This medication called Naltrexone, FDA approved for alcohol use disorder. Mm-hmm. They said, I'm no longer taking it for alcohol addiction. It keeps me away from porn. And I was real, I was, I was taken back by that because that's pretty brave. Most people don't just don't say, yeah, I, I, it keeps me away from porn. I have a porn, a problem with porn because you're automatically labeled as a pervert. So mm-hmm. it's, it, and it happened yeah. like three times in one month. And I was like, wow. So then I started looking into it. There's been several medical studies done on this medication for internet sex addiction and, and the like. So I started looking around for resources for my patients. So like, okay, so it, it, so if somebody comes up with, with a problem with porn, I could say, okay, go to these guys. They, they specialize in this. What I found is there's a lot of therapists doing porn addiction, which is therapy, which is great. I love it. I support it. Nobody's, nobody's even heard of medication for porn, let alone who's actually doing it. So yeah. a colleague and I, another nurse practitioner and I, we decided we need to, we, we, after looking at all the statistics on porn, 98% of men have watched porn in the last six months. Right? That's just is crazy amount of people. So let, let's at least try to make a difference here. Let, let's make this available in all 50 states via telemedicine. You just got to go to the website, fill out a medical questionnaire, pay the money. In some states, the doctor doesn't have to talk to you. Other states, you have to get a phone call from a doctor, get the medication shipped to you, no problem. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. That's what I do. And we decided not to do the therapy part because there's a lot of therapists all over the country doing great jobs at this. And, and there's no way for me to, to get licensed in all 50 states to do therapy and that. So mm. I just offer medicine and that's my portion of it. And I definitely recommend people go to therapy on that. Mm. 
No. So, so I, I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Have you ever met any of these guys in person? If you do, do you shake these guys' hands or is it like a, <laughs> a salute? <laughs> hey, well, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Yo. Hey. You know, you. <laughs> let's just get to talking. <laughs> it's a fist bump. <laughs> just to do a fist bump. <laughs> 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 let, me, let me ask. The, the medicine, what does the medicine do? Because to me, that's what I was going to do anything to the libido or anything, does it? Right. Yes. That's a great question. So I offer two medicines. The first one I said, naltrexone. Naltrexone is FDA approved for opiate use disorder and alcohol use disorder. It's used off label for gambling and pornography addiction. How it works, it works in three ways. One, it makes a person less impulsive overall. So they're just less impulsive. Two, it helps to reduce intrusive thoughts about porn. And then here's how it does that. Number three, it limits the endorphin release from external stimuli. So the follow-up question I always get is, is it going to limit the endorphin release from good things in life, like having sex with my spouse, hugging my family members, things like that? Short answer is no. Mm. And how that helps with porn is you open your computer to check your work email and your brain has this Pavlovian effect. So your brain says, computer, opening computer equals watching porn. So it, all, it from right then, it starts releasing endorphins. Much like the heroin addicts, oftentimes a heroin addict will get a high just from injecting water into their veins. Because it's not necessarily the drug, but it's the act, the whole process of doing it. Your oh, brain says, yeah. inject, I get heroin, let's already start releasing dopamine. It does the same thing with the computer and with your phone. You know you're going to watch. But the, 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 your brain says, okay, you, you cracked open your laptop. When you crack open your laptop, I watch porn. Let's go ahead and start releasing endorphins. And then that snowball. And then that's where the intrusive thoughts come from. So you're over here opening your computer to check your work email. All of a sudden, an intrusive thought's coming about porn. And you're like, oh, I guess no one's here. Why not? And then it takes you down that whole rabbit hole. So this medication stops that snowball before it gets started. And then, uh, so that's, that's okay. Go ahead. You have a question. Oh, I was, I was just going to kind of keep going with that. Um, so second, second medication is, is a little different. So that first medication doesn't affect your libido at all. And actually one study, uh, it actually increased a person's libido, but uh, that's still to be, to be determined. The second, second medication is citalopram. If you're allergic to that is, um, Zoloft, they're both antidepressants in the SSRI category. SSRI, 13% of our population is on the, uh, an SSRI, which is a basic antidepressant. Most people can tolerate it well. So the biggest side effect of SSRIs is sexual dysfunction. That's why a lot of people don't like it. So I took that sexual dysfunction and I used it to our advantage. So uh, decreased libido, decrease, uh, decrease or difficulty ejaculating or having an orgasm are common side effects of this. So this medication, the citalopram, is more of a fan favorite for people who are single, who are not currently sexually active, and um, they still have a problem with porn, and they just want to do some self-improvement and, and get rid of that. So these two uh, medicines, they're prescribed in a combination? Either or. You can take Either one or. by the, you can take them both by themselves, or you can take them together. So yeah. I'll, on my website, it's like if you're, I say if you if you need to quit porn, like your life depends on it. Which I've met these people yeah. who their spouse is going to leave them. I've met pastors who who they don't know where to turn because you can't tell anybody if you're a pastor and addicted to porn. Who are you going to tell? You're going to lose your job, lose your livelihood, lose your reputation. They need to quit porn because their life depends on it. I said let's throw everything at it, including the kitchen sink. Let's show both these medicines. Get you into therapy three times a week. 
and trying to get this taken care of. Wow. See, to me, I put that all in the in the, uh, the the bucket of like brain plasticity and being able to like yeah. change the way those neurons fire together and wire together type thing. And if somebody could come up with the secret to that, I think we're good because to me it's it's with that. Not that I'm a super duper overeater, but when it comes to you know when I'm changing my diet, I get those endorphins <clears throat> when I might go okay. I know I'm supposed to be eating, you know, you know, salad as as my co-host does or or like rice and chicken, but I'll go get that cheeseburger and as soon as you bite into it, mm. it's it's like it's like you're getting that height of man, this is good, but instant regret like why did I do this, man? I yeah. know that I got to stay on my job. You know what I mean? Terrible. Yeah. I never have regret. What's up, buddy? With a cheeseburger, burger. It's like but it's, built like yeah, that. exactly. But, but no, like, yeah. Like, you know, yeah it, Neuroplasticity is a thing, and they did solve it. The problem is it's just so dang hard to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change your brain. It's just not easy. And, and so just like I, uh, with brain imaging studies nowadays, MRI of the brain, MRI of an addict's brain, they physically look different. That changes your brain, alters uh, the prefrontal cortex and nucleus accumbens. So it changes your executive function, makes you not, not as good at making decisions. Uh, so that's what wow. it does. So then in 2015, uh, brain imaging studies of a cocaine addict's brain and a chronic porn user, those changes were almost identical. And that study, they came out and boasted that pornography addiction was more addictive than cocaine addiction. Why? Because it does the same thing to the brain, but porn is free and it's everywhere. And you don't have to tell anybody about it. So it's affordability, anonymity, and um, availability. So the three A's. And that's what makes it so insidious. That's crazy. I would never. See, this is all new to me. Oh, my God. It's, you you realize that you're an addict? No, <laughs> that's the face of a realization of an addict. No, when you when he's talking about the numbers, you said he said with cocaine yeah. and porn. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, saying that it, it could be that detrimental to to how you live your life is the point. Right. Not that my life is over because I'm addicted to porn. Right. Like, y'all can't be because y'all can't be addicted, right? I'm just no, the only, we, you know what I mean. I know I'm addicted, me. but I'm just saying, like how, like, <laughs> like you said, people had lost, you know, was trying to lose their job. Have you ever had serious cases where like people wasn't leaving their house, like mm-hmm. they just revolved their whole world, like trapped I in this trapped in this bubble. Form. I cannot leave my house for a second. I'm struggling to eat. Because I got to have porn on 24-7. Have you ever met an extreme case like that? When you get get to those extreme cases, you're getting into the more of the illegal stuff. So um, you get into voyeurism and some of the more illegal, like uh, children stuff and or bestiality stuff. And that is kind of beyond what I do. Um, Mine mine is a small role in that. I do the medicine. But those guys need uh, partial hospitalization or a, a complete inpatient center at that point. Uh, so it's a little bit beyond my scope, um, but it's not far. And I'll, I'll kind of go down how a person gets that way. Okay. So you start on porn. Uh, there's okay. a couple things that happen. You build a tolerance to it. So your brain releases dopamine, a really high amount of dopamine. You're, so you're just like, your brain says, I like that. Let's do that again. So it creates a new pathway to think about doing that. So you do that hundreds of times and thousands of times. That's all a person can think about. You get anxious. All, your brain automatically thinks porn. You get happy, oh, 
I need to celebrate porn. I had a bad day at work, porn. I can't sleep, porn. So then that, that you're, that's how the neuroplasticity changes. Then there's something called downregulation of dopamine that happens. So your brain gets flooded with high amounts of dopamine and your brain likes it. But at the same time, it wants to create a balance because your brain, so the other part of your brain that controls the homeostasis says, this isn't right. You can't, you can't live with a sustainable life with this high of dopamine. So what it does is it starts shutting off the dopamine receptors. So your body can't absorb as much dopamine. So that's when the depressions kicks in. You start getting less joy out of life. So then when you go to hug your family members, your brain's used to this much dopamine from porn. And then you hug your family members, get this much dopamine. It's not that enjoyable for you. And that, that, that snowball takes effect. Like I'd rather not go out with my friends because it's not really not that fun anymore. I need to find some porn. Then the porn you watch needs to be more and more extreme. Because if you watch the same exact video of porn for 30 days, by that 30th day, you're, you're only getting a little, little if any, dopamine because your brain's used to it. It needs that novelty. It needs a new video, something more extreme. So oftentimes I see people say, who are watching some extreme stuff. They said, when I first started, I would have said, that's gross. I would never watch that. And now they have to watch that in order to get that dopamine spike. Yeah, the similarities Whoa. between that and... Drug addiction is exactly. way too similar. Yeah, because you think about it. Uh, say drugs, how the heroin the epidemic is like. People are taking these Percocets and these pills that the doctors prescribe them, and when that's not doing it anymore, somebody gives them say, "Hey, here's a bag of heroin. Try this." That takes them over the edge. And the one thing about heroin, I see once it grabs a hold of you. It's not letting go. Oh, that's you can't it. You, go. You can't go back to what you To other things for sure. Wow. I see. I never thought. Like I heard people being like maybe addicted to porn, but I didn't know that it it got it gets that bad to the point where it's like yo, ecstatic stream. Like you got to watch stuff that is like yo, what am I watching? Is this even considered porn? Like this seems like torture or torturing somebody. Like this is not what I wanted to watch. But people don't think that. People don't think that. So here, the the part of your brain that controls addiction is the middle brain. A lot of scientists will call that the monkey brain or lizard brain. Lizard brain, yeah. Why? Because it, it doesn't have that executive function. It doesn't have higher higher thinking to it. So the part of the brain that controls addiction is that middle brain. It shuts off your higher brain. So that's how you can get these heroin addicts who are shooting up in a car with their kid in the back seat. You're hmm. like, what are you thinking? Well, they weren't thinking. Their, their executive function shut off in order to chase this drug. The same thing happens with porn. Like they don't stop to think, oh, I'm watching some animals do, do a human or some crazy stuff that's torture. They don't think that. They just, their middle brain takes over and they just need that dopamine. And that's what they're chasing, that dopamine, that dopamine. So uh, 20% of men have admitted to watching porn while at work. So that's kind of a high number. So right there, just just having to watch porn at work is a pretty good indicator that uh, you probably have a problem there. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. that that right there is, is indicator that. Um, and and no, how do these people start off? Do they start off with the extreme stuff? No, they start off with normal stuff. If I say normal, I use that term loosely. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, like, all right, yeah. Hey, uh, no, I, listen, it's I a had slippery a, slope. Is is really? Yeah, that's that's the point being made. It's a slippery slope. It's a funny. And, and I, I know. 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said I had a coworker like that. This guy would literally park his vehicle where nobody can see him and would sit back there and you know he's watching porn. He would just sit back there and he would come back all like clammy and sweaty and want to talk. I'm like, I'm not shaking your hand. Really get away from me right now. We all know what you just did back there. Clammy and sweaty. Like he's like he's he just have just look upon his face is like, yo, don't touch me. <laughs> I don't even want to ride you. I don't even want to ride your truck, whatever. Like, just, just, we all know what you just did back there. Not bro. only that, but you were working in waste management at the time. Nah, bro, come on. I'm just saying, the type that of out. job that you <laughs> work that at, out. <laughs> the time that, no. that you taking the, ch- yeah, the, you taking the time to stop working in that field to go do that and then go back to work in that field, it's just gross. And then randomly shake people's hands. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Give it a high five. It's, it's one of these. It's, or, it's, hey, how's it going? It's one of those things. Alright, so we, we, we make our jokes about people being addicted to porn, but it's really a, a overall it's an umbrella thing. It could be crack. It could be any any drug or any type of thing that could be detrimental to you. Like, it's addiction is really what we're, what we're talking about. You know what I mean? And that, that I don't joke about because if you get too far going in something, it's really hard to, the only thing is I never heard of anybody, you know, killing themselves a master. Never mind. You have yeah, about to say, never mind. I had to think about that. Something like that. Now have you, it's, um, it's, um, what is it called? Affixation. You, you choke yourself. Yeah. You choke yourself to get, cause you're trying to ejaculate and the more you strangle yourself, the better ejaculation would be, but some guys will not oral know. Fixation. Oral fixation. Oh, they don't know that they're they're about to die, and they actually die while ejaculating, and, and they kill themselves. Have you ever seen Isaiah anybody who have, um, you know, indulged in that particular type of, you know, uh, self pleasure? I have. And ironically, wow. I have in more of my other drug use. They just had codependencies on different addictions. Uh, now, I wasn't treating them for sex addiction. I was treating them for drug addiction. And, and we got into talking about that. But that, that was that was kind of an incidental finding. But yeah, it's like I said, it's a little bit beyond my scope of what I do. I, I am more for the, I wouldn't say casual addict, but once you get to the extreme stuff, you need to go inpatient center. It's beyond what I can do for you. You need wow. to go. You need to have an inpatient center and, and be monitored and have you know three times a week therapy mm-hmm. after you get discharged. Jeez. Wow. So so how like like okay? I watch porn. I ain't gonna lie. I watch porn. I maybe not as much as I used to, but I watch porn. Like how? Do, hey, listen. <laughs> he finally admits it. Hey, I was watching some weird stuff, man. Listen, cream pie was my stuff. <laughs> I had to watch cream pie. It's the only one I would watch. I couldn't. But like <laughs> he couldn't tell you the site. He couldn't tell you the site. No, I, he could tell you the brand. I know what I had to watch. I had to watch that one. It would nothing else to do for me unless I watched that one. So how do guys like come to you or, or even females like 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 how do they know they have an addiction that they just say, you know what, I have to talk to somebody? Like because to me it wouldn't think I wouldn't see it as an addiction. It's like I just like watching some porn. Right. Like, like what is the first step you see people taking and coming to you and reaching out for help? Yeah, you made a good point. It's not just a man's disease. So females, females do it as well. Sixty percent of females have watched porn in the last six months. It's mm. no ninety percent like men, but it's still pretty significant. Uh, so, like any, like most addictions and like most human behavior, you don't seek help until you get caught, until your spouse catches you. Like rarely ever do I find somebody coming in on their own volition, never got caught, 
never they just decided you know i I need to do some self-improvement and this i don't like the where this is going so i need to change it i tried to change it i couldn't i need some help that's very rare it's usually my wife caught me that's the number one nine out of ten people say that my wife caught me she's she she it's not funny but it is it it, it is it is it is and it isn't because it's a little bit funny but oftentimes the spouse feels like they're they've been cheated on and yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. There's really some merit behind that. And uh, so it's kind of a big deal in their marriage. And they're like, I have to stop this for my wife. And in some cases, their kids caught, walked in on them. And, oh like, that, and that's, um, depending on the age of the children, that could actually be, like, CPS can be called on that um, if you expose your children to pornography. Jesus. Yeah, that's insane. I could never imagine. I don't have kids, but I had nieces. I have and kids. I, that Gabby, would you could have been in some shit back I then. <laughs> I would move out. I yeah. I would yeah. I couldn't face them right. after that. We've all found our parents' stash. We found the stash. That's I never different. it's yeah, different. It's it's walking in on your parents yeah, like walking yo, in on them what are you doing? Watching. Yeah, that's just that's why I lock my door. But yeah, but still no, but you, that has to be an extreme case to have your kids catch you. That means you have to be in an open area where you can't lock, like, a living room, per se, or or a room that's accessible to them that's not lockable. Yeah. Stuff happens. I mean, people yeah. are supposed to be home or supposed to be gone in their home. Stuff, like, yeah. stuff does happen. But here's the thing. What I found with most addictions, and specifically sex addiction, including, like, voyeurism, things like that, a person will get more and more risky subconsciously. I treated this one guy for voyeurism and he ended up going in and going into like grocery parking lots and, and doing his thing there, knowing subconsciously after talking to him, this is what happens. You know, it's wrong. And you in, internally, you hate yourself and you need to quit and you, and you know, you can't quit. So you want to get caught. And so that's often what happens with these porn addicts is they start doing it in more open and open places and they don't know why. They don't know that they're doing this. It's all subconscious because they want to get caught because they don't like where their life is. They know they need to stop. And they know if I get caught, then I'll have to stop because somebody will know mm. about it and they'll hold me accountable. D- define voyeurism for, for the people who don't know, like the, the voyeur style of, uh, I guess, wacky. Voyeurism, uh, watching somebody without their knowledge with a, with an erotic intent. Now, it could be some watching somebody change or, or some in an intimate area, or it could be masturbating to somebody without their knowledge. Hmm. Dre, you ever watch a porn? And I'm not saying this because Kev was dragging me earlier, but have you ever watched a porn and 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 not even like bestiality or anything like that? Just just a, just you clicked on a certain type of porn, you started watching, and it was like, I am uncomfortable, but aroused. Yeah. Uncomfortable but aroused. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can go that far. Um, it's yeah. hard for me to get aroused if I'm yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I have. I watch yeah. stuff like I, I can. I can tell you what kind. I can go tell ahead. you what kind. Bukaki. Yeah, what did I hear? That is that is when one woman is taking a massive amount of loads from a massive amount of men. Yeah. I said this is weird. Yeah, but I watched. But, but cool. I, I watched. I watched one like that. I was like, yeah, I watched one like that. I'm like, yo, this is horrible. Like, she should stop. But I'm like, why am I still watching this? Why do I still feel this way? Yeah, like, yeah, that's 
As, so to, I mean, just, just me looking at it from that aspect, like you're watching something, you feel uncomfortable, but you still proceed on to do what you would normally do is a different level for me because it's just hard for me to be aroused at something that's uncomfortable to me. You know what I'm saying? Alone. Not to say that Bukaki is uncomfortable to me, because, but just, just the whole theory of I'm watching something. I don't think that's cool. I can't get aroused to that. So I can't even proceed. So to think about a person who's started off where I'm at and then has proceeded to be able to take that path. And they're like, yeah, this is what I need. That so t- typically that's the opposite. So typically people get more aroused when they know they shouldn't, like they know, like, you know, this is wrong. Like mm. that, that's not okay. But it's the whole, whole factor of you tell me not to do something. And I want to do it that much more. So something that you know is not okay, it actually, a lot of people will actually increase their arousal because of it, because they know it's wrong. And that's how you get into the, that's how a person gets into the the illegal stuff. Because it's not even about the material, it's about, I'm doing something illegal and getting away with it. And they get a high from that as well. Jeez, man. This is like, this is It's deeper than we thought it was going to get. Yeah, I didn't realize how deep it it went. I'm just thinking it's just some Medical. guy who's just watching, you know, just can't stop watching normal porn. I didn't know that it it can actually get that bad. Go ahead. It can. It can, but it's also the guy is just what you said. I also treat the guys who just watch porn. And like I said, like the one example earlier, he 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 was a religious person, couldn't stop watching porn once a week, once a month, something like that. And most people will be like, no, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Well, so this guy, there was something wrong with it. And he tried to stop for years and this years in this cycle. And finally, he's like, I need to stop because, you know, it's, it's destroying me. I feel like a hypocrite. And, and, and we got him on medicine and he's, he's doing great. So. And that, that example, I would think of. Uh, uh, Kurt, I think it was Kurt, Kurt Franklin. Franklin. Yes, it was. Mm. It was Kurt Franklin. It was like people. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it, I don't know. Maybe because I'm a guy. It just seems normal for a guy to watch porn. It doesn't seem like it's end all be all, but still people looking from the outside in, you are this religious person and you're put on this pedestal. You're like, Hey, you're not supposed to indulge in that. It, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird to me that, you know, but I can understand once a week ain't that like once a week, it's like, all right, that, that's cool. You know, how, what guy doesn't, a video pops up on his phone. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this real quick. And I think that's the key there, what you just said. Um, it's normalized almost it with, with, especially now. Now it's crazy. We didn't have phones when we were, I'm 38. These guys are 39. We didn't have phones to go on, to go on the sites. We had to go find a tape and you had to go find it. You couldn't go yeah. buy it. You, you had to, to be crafty. Okay. He's you good. had cable box. You looking in between the lines, yes. hoping that there's breasts <laughs> that you can see yes. in this figment of yeah. nothingness. If you squint hard enough, you'll see. The some. imagination made television yeah. for us. You know what I'm saying? So today it, the access is just easy, easier than it's ever been. So that, that brings a couple of different things. So according to the new survey, People 18 to 24 view not recycling as more immoral than pornography. Oh my gosh. Like, that's crazy. Uh, especially since when I, when I told you the statistics about some of the objectively negative stuff about pornography, sex trafficking and things like that, like, that's, that's pretty, most, but people cover that up and they cover, they don't yeah. want to hear that. They don't want, they don't want to know about that. 
average age of first exposure to porn is 11 years old. Holy shit. And it's not the porn that we grew up on. It's not a Playboy magazine of a topless woman. It is hardcore stuff. And then when you you and I growing up, we would always go to that one weird uncle's house and and look under the sink and there's the Playboys, right? And it it was like once a month. (laughs) It was like once a month. And and then if the stars aligned, then we could. But now they can get kids can get whatever they want whenever they want. That's just not healthy. Their brains can't handle it. It's not because it was like, yo, it was like a gold mine. You would find this tape that's this odd color and you'd be like, I'm putting this tape in. I'm going to see what's on this tape. This is an odd color tape. Every odd color, weird shape tape I ever put in the tape player, usually porn on here as a kid. <laughs> Let me try it. Like it'd be a gold tape or a red tape. It'd never be the classic black. So you're like, oh, but now these kids is like, you know what? I'm just going to go on my phone, type in porn. Google is going to give it to me. Let me take this a little bit deeper with, with the statistics that we talked about. And like you said, people, uh, kids that are 11 are are now finding, are now finding porn earlier. I want to talk about like just in the past and also where we see this going in the future. Is there any statistics available for, you know, maybe even 20 years ago for people who, you know, were exposed to porn at first? Like was, is there any, like numbers on that was it older or i don't have any info on that i know that uh the porn consumption was has been about stable since the 90s Mm, okay you can look at i've read a study and i I don't know remember a whole lot about it and remember who it was by but it was fascinating to me it was a study about japan so japan got fast internet uh, high-speed internet about 10 years before the u.s so they got Porn about wow. 10 years before us. So their birth rates have declined over the, uh, the 20 what? teens and people are choosing porn over relationships because it's easier. Relationships are hard. See, porn is easy. Control. You know yes. what? And I can Population listen, control. I'm a whole, I'm an anime, I'm an anime nerd. I'm an anime geek. You can see it in their, in their See where this is going. Yeah. Listen, but you can see it in the anime. Yeah. Their women have these overly large breasts. Mm-hmm. The men are all the women. Yeah, the women, the women are over sexualized and always attracted mm-hmm. to the men. The men is like, I don't want to do this. And it's just like, it's just, you can just, but you can see it. You just, yeah, you just see it. I mean, think of remember but, Ninja Scrolls? Yeah. But I, I got a question for you. Like now you're saying kids are receiving this at a younger age at 11. Do you see that happening? You know, because we're getting exposed to porn more early at a younger age, do you see that? Like transitioning into pop culture, how nowadays they're trying to make kids over sexualize the TV shows they watch because yes. people. I'm asking, yeah. Do you see yeah. that in our yeah. like our society? Yeah, and it's more acceptable. One porn, like I said before, people eighteen to twenty four see view porn is perfectly acceptable. Not everybody, but statistically, is is, is right up there with not recycling. Like right. that's, that's that's crazy. crazy. So then. Uh, if you view porn as somewhat morally acceptable, then you're more likely to to uh, be okay with over-sexualized kids, over-sexualized commercials, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So if you're a parent and you want to protect your kids from this, what do you do, right? So 94% of kids will watch porn by the time they're 14. So that's almost – I mean, that's darn near 100%. Right. So I always tell parents, a storm's coming, let's grab an umbrella, all right? So – you need to talk about your talk to this about your kid to your kids about porn. Yeah, it's, the younger they are, 
age appropriate, obviously, but give them the definitions. Like, this is what porn is and define it for them. Give them the vocabulary because an eight year old watching porn, they don't know what that is, right? No. They don't know what the word pornography is. So tell them this is what pornography is. This is what I expect you to do if you are exposed to it. Define it for what it is. Okay, this is pornography. Turn around and come tell me about it. So, and then you as parents have to have that open communication. You have to not call your neighbors, you know, Jim Bob's older brother showed me something on his video. You can't march down over there and start raising hell. You can't call their parents and be mad. You have to make that an, an acceptable avenue for your kid and then check in on them. So, okay, how'd that make you feel? Well, I kind of felt dirty. I kind of mm. felt it was wrong mm. because we all have a conscious. We know it was wrong. I was exposed to porn at 10 and I, I knew it was wrong, but I liked it. But I, I was a 10-year-old boy, but I knew yeah. it was wrong. And yeah. something inside me said, you shouldn't be watching this. But my parents never told me about it. My parents didn't tell me what to do. And I, I could have changed the way things things played out for me. Because you, you have to think about it. In wow. the 80s, you really had, there were. I was 10 in the 90s. Well, whatever. Well, just think about it. At one point, yeah, porn, was show, porn was shown in these old rundown movie theaters that you would go so inconspicuously right. to go watch this and you felt the most slime, you felt grimy going in there and grimy coming out of there. Did you ever Peep go? Shows, right? Peep shows, no, right? Peep shows. Have you been? No. I'm ser- I'm asking. I'm dead serious. Have you no, ever been to one of those? Because I was, that I've never was, been. That was before yeah. my time. But even when you got a hold of a tape, you didn't come, you didn't come bragging to school like, yo, I got a porn tape. Let's all, hey, it was like, Something I held on. I'm about to say, maybe one or two of your closest friends, but it's like it's something you held on to. Like, there. I don't <laughs> want this to get out that I'm watching this shit. Like, right? Because you know it's wrong. Yeah, I don't yeah. want this to get out that I'm watching this. I'm gonna be looked at crazy. But you have to imagine, what if your parents would have been involved in that? Like, what if you would actually went to your parents and said, "I found this tape because I, I found mine in in my parents' bedroom." What 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 would you imagine that they would have said that maybe could have helped you along the way to at least even if it was something that you did often you kind of like cast it out like eh it's just dude, porn dude I'm not going to go back and you know the the here's go here's one story I have my father I believe he's a porn actor he had a tape in his room You're just throwing that title on everyone. I don't care I don't care listen he had a tape <laughs> in his room me and my brother went to his VCR. We just was like watching TV with the VCR. We noticed the tape was in there. We just hit the play button. Porn came on. <clears throat> Me and this guy sat there for like five minutes. We're young. Like we're like nine and he's nine. I think I'm 10. We're just like, oh my gosh, what are we watching? We just kept watching it. We couldn't turn it off. Then we stopped. It was like, oh shit, dad's coming back. So we're like, let's just rewind the tape. I knew he was going to say that. We rewinded the tape. He comes in there. It's like, hey. Was you guys watching my video? I'm like, you like, instantly as kids, we lied. No. He said, I had this tape set at such and such time. This scene was going on. This is not the scene that I left it at. I'm like, oh. I feel like he set y'all up for that. <laughs> but I'm busted. I'm like, yo. Listen, hell came down because only that because we lied. If we would have told him the truth, nothing would have happened. That's how my dad was. My dad didn't care. If you told the truth, you will not be in trouble as a lecture. But it was, if you lied, it was hell. Then it was a lecture. He was like, listen, y'all not supposed to be watching this. I understand I have it. Don't let me catch you guys watching it. This is for adults and this is for adults only. 
don't get into this stuff. I'm like, well, it doesn't seem that bad, dude. I just seen some stuff I didn't even know can go down. <laughs> so, so if you, if you were in that situation, right. And you like, say you're a, a parent that maybe you're coaching or, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're kind of treating, how would you say they should have, um, how would you say they should handle that situation if they're the parent? Ideally, you want to talk to your kids before they're exposed. Kind of prepare them. This is what it is. This is what I expect out of you. But it's, a, it's kind of an awkward conversation. Not everybody does it. That's fine. But if that were to happen, kind of explain to them what this is and why it's for adults only. And now, now, ideally, in a perfect world, yeah, porn probably wouldn't exist and stuff like that. But if you're a parent and you, you want to watch porn, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you you can't. Keep it away from your kids, number one. <laughs> and then two, explain to them why it's for adults. This is this is what happens, and your brains are too young. You're, you're too young to understand this, and that it can alter the way you view people and the way you view um, the opposite sex. People often, and they get in trouble because of this. So that's why. Because I find that you, when you explain to your children why you don't want them to do something, it's a lot more effective because it's different than they do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. And, and people don't buy that. It doesn't work. Yeah. But if you say, this is why an adult can watch it and a child can't because their brains aren't developed yet. Just like kids can't drink alcohol. Kids can't smoke uh, cigarettes. Kids can't smoke marijuana in states that it's legal. Kids can't drive. There's a lot of things that kids can't do. So kids can understand that. I'm like, okay, it's for adults only. I get that. There's all, it's not, it's not the only thing that old kids can't do. So go go beyond just the don't do this. It's for adults. Well, explain why. Treat them like a, a human, like how you would want to be drawn. This, like this is why. Jeez, yeah, man, this is you don't understand <laughs> how much eye opening experience. Yeah, because you I you blew my mind with everything he's talking about. Because all this stuff is like you know to me, porn was just porn. It was just it is what it right. is. Guys who watch porn, who watch too much porn, they're just weirdos. Like, why this weirdo watching so much porn? And that's how it was looked at. It wasn't looked at like, oh, these guys have a serious addiction that they cannot break. So here's another interesting thing. So addicts in general have a higher IQ than the average uh, adult. Why? There's there's different theories on why. My, My kind of thing, what I think, too, is most of these people with higher IQs have higher stressful jobs addiction in general, you look at that dopamine release, you get off of work, you drink a beer, kind of relax. Well, that becomes a habit because you have such a stressful job. So you come home, drink two next, and then, you know, six months later, you're drinking four at night. Same thing with porn. I have a really stressful job, but you know what? Watching porn after work relaxes me so I can actually function after work. So that, that's, that's something that really surprised me. And I often tell my, my, my patients this, like, don't feel bad because one, this is more common than what you think. You're not the only one. But two, you think of like the alcoholic, you think of the drunk homeless dude on the street. That's not necessarily true. The average alcoholic has a higher IQ than the average population. Jesus. That's crazy. This, this is, <laughs> you're blowing my mind. Isn't that weird? That one really shocked me. That one, that one, that one blew me away. Yeah, because I would think, that's what I would think. I'm like, yo, the alcohol, I would think an alcoholic or a drug addict or somebody like an addiction is like, yo, you're just a straight loser. Like, you right. just chose to go down this loser, loser path. Like, you yeah. can't be that intelligent to go down this path. Like, right. any reasonable human being, like, ah, eh, that's something I'm not going to do. <clears throat> I can, I can definitely say at times I've been addicted though. 
You, you know, I mean, if you really put the definition out there, at times, yes, right. yes. No, I, I got it. Have any of you guys? I have. I have. I have. I've gone through a phase where you know what I'm yes. saying. You're like up oh, onto the next, or you got to find. There's you know just a regular. Like like regular missionary might not be enough for you. you oh, it's definitely not enough. For me. I'm talking about like back, back, back then. Now you know what I mean you done been through some positions, so you know exactly what you like. But you know when you're looking for something, you start off with missionary, and then you're like, nah, this ain't it. I gotta find a different position. I gotta find a type of girl. I've gotta find a type of place. It starts getting to the point where it's extremely specific. And now you're looking for, all right, I know exactly what I want. I'm going directly to here. Before you used to browse, now you're in the search bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> Before, Jay, you know what I'm talking about. Before you used to browse, you scroll, oh, that looks cool, that looks cool. Now, as soon as you get to the site, search bar, uh, big booty, black women. Lesbian with, You know massage. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just finding exactly <laughs> what you're looking for. Lesbian you massage. Know? That's my thing. Exactly. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was in there. I was like, yo, when I was with my ex-wife, I was addicted. I'm like, yo, every time I would stop watching, I'm like, yo, I shouldn't be doing this shit. Mm. I'm like, I felt horrible as a human being, but I was like, yo, she would leave. I would have to turn it on. I couldn't stop. Like I would grab my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I shouldn't be going to the site. <laughs> but I'm it, here. Do you feel What's, like it's because it's like maybe it was like me personally, sometimes like when I'm doing it, it feels like it's because it's something that's lacking within that situation okay. at the time. Yes. And I need to fulfill the loss. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So so you're just like kind of filling that, a void. That's that, yes. but that's in it. But that's you know what? Yeah. That's that's anything. Like, say if I go to a party, it's like, yo, I have to drink here. I have to get drunk. I have to get so intoxicated or my night's not going to be as fun as I think it is. Whereas sometimes I can go there like, yo, I can have one or two beers. This was the best night ever. I didn't even drink, but I had the most fun. But at that time, my brain was like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. I got to do this. this. Is the only way I'm going to make my relationship work. Like, but I will feel horrible after I'm done Absolutely. watching it. It's a it's a mood altering occasion. So you don't like the mood you're in. So you watch porn to change your mood. Mm. So triggers often loneliness, stress, anxiety, insomnia, boredom. Those are all triggers that those are all feelings that are uncomfortable. I don't like feeling any of those. So what do you do? You numb them. You drink alcohol. You eat a bunch of cheesecakes. You watch porn. Those will all make you feel better. So that sounds like a good night. That sounds like a good night. Right. Cheesecakes and, and top it off with a, with a nice little exercise. <laughs> right. But we all know that that's not healthy. You're not going to accomplish your goals in life if you go down that road. Uh, that's, that's, that's actually true. I, I, I tell this story all the time and, um, I know we're close to wrapping it up, but there was one time in the, what was it? The 10th grade. Actually, it might've been ninth. And the teacher, for some reason, I was late on a project. And I don't know why I'm telling the story that just reminded me of it. Um, I was late on a project. The school year was over. She said, you can come to the school with that project and I'll give you a passing grade. But school year was over. So the next day was literally everybody was out of school. But she said, you can come. Give me that project. I'll give you a passing grade. But you have to be here by 10 a.m. You know what I did? Jacked off first. 
had to jack off in the morning, wound up catching a later train. I failed. I failed. Oh, man. Those are the things that I was a kid, though. But those are the things that can really hurt you, you know, yes. in life. And if you're doing that as, a, as an adult. Yeah, that, you got you, you got some major problems. That's the, but that was still an addiction. Even kids can have addiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like, geez. Because you really prioritize doing that over passing succeeding in life. What it's is, oftentimes the kids who start the addiction because they don't know how, they're they're not well adjusted adults like we are. We we know uh we should at least we should know how to handle stress. And, uh, you know, masturbating before a stressful event. Well, that, yeah, you're right. It does decrease the amount of stress. But is that healthy? No, it's, no. it's not necessarily the healthiest way to handle it. Stress. And as adults and as kids, they don't know how to handle the stress. They're like, oh, my gosh, I feel I don't even know what I feel because they can't they don't they don't know how to put words to their feelings. But they know if they masturbate, they'll feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. As adults, we should at least have a little bit of, uh, of adjustment to say, OK, I'm feeling anxious right now. Why am I feeling anxious? Because da 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 da. And I'm feeling this. And then once you I name those feelings, then you can come up with a good plan to deal with those feelings in a healthy way. In a perfect world, we're not perfect. Yeah, I'm not perfect. I, I you know, eat a cheeseburger, cheese pizza has helped me feel better sometimes. You know? <laughs> but um, but that that's that's how kids get addicted. And then can you blame them if nobody's yeah. taught them how to deal with stress? Yeah. You're going to take the easiest yeah. route. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I have, I have my, uh, my last question is, well, I have a couple questions, but uh, one of my last questions is before we come see you before, if I'm noticing I'm getting addicted or my wife just caught me, um, what are some steps that we could take right before we come see you to help us with that addiction? You don't necessarily have to. Uh, we can just just come and we can talk about it. So um, it, just like any addiction, I say addiction is not rocket science. You know what to do. You need to lose weight. You eat less than exercise, right? You need to stop porn. What do you do? You put an adult content filter on. You tell somebody about it. If you're a religious person, tell somebody in your religious field. If mm-hmm. not, tell a good friend who's willing to ask those hard questions. Hey, did you watch porn this week? That's kind of an awkward question. If you have a friend who's willing to ask that question, you have to uh, use that. And and then write down, this is kind of what I tell my patients, write down the goals. Why am I doing this? Well, my wife caught me. She's threatening to leave me. Um, I'm a religious person. It's against my faith. Write down those reasons. And then on the flip side, write down what will happen if I fail. What's going to, my wife's going to leave me. My kids are going to find out, uh, you know, I'm going to, my church family's going to find out or, or you know, my, I, my job put me on probation because they caught me with porn on my computer. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my career. So when you have those cravings, that middle brain takes over, that executive function shuts off. It, it doesn't respond well to reason, but what your, your middle brain does respond to is pictures and images. So play that movie in your head of what, what's going to happen if I fail. Play that in your head, and that's going to help reduce your cravings. Mm. Mm. Wow, Jesus, man! You <laughs> hopefully our viewers watching and watching and definitely listen takes from that. Uh, Where also can they find you? Yes, yes. No X is our company, so no X dot net. No X 
www.medicinalmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicinesmedicin
if somebody chooses porn instead of cheating on their spouse, if that happens once, great. You made the right choice. It's the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. But if you continually do that and use that excuse, I had one guy, he said, uh, he was trying to quit porn. So he was out on a business trip on a hotel. He's like, okay, I'll go to the strip club, right? I'll go to the strip club. <laughs> He's like, no, I can't do that. I'll just watch porn. That's way better. His brain just tricked them. That was his brain getting what it wants. Because it said, it presented a problem that there's no way I'm going to do this. And it justified watching porn because of it. Mm. So if it happens once, you know, great. Go get help. You made the right decision. You didn't You didn't cheat on your wife. Uh, go get help. But if you use that as an excuse to continually do that, it, it's, no, it's no better than cheating on your wife. Jesus. Look, look, Kev, you just, just blew, you can't, Kev, you just <laughs> fucked Kev up right I'm there. I'm going to just start cheating. Kev, like, God Never mind. it. Yeah, I thought I had a safe zone. Yo, that, I ain't going to lie. That's something that, that's something that because I will I, never cheat on my wife. me and me right. and Kev, we're not well, married. Watch we, porn. We, 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 <laughs> we'll be getting married soon. And, and that's, I mean, that's what I would think in my head, like, Oh no, well, man! I just gotta. You can't just don't go out with a loaded gun, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You gotta flog the dolphin before. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but when you that's there's Yo, no listen, listen, Roger. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. That's that's kind of that that might have been people say. Oh man, how you guys you know stay together all these years? Yeah, that I, I I'm not gonna lie. It, it is. It, it ain't all that, but it's a lot of that. It's with my vows, number one, because I took the vows not just for my wife, but with God. Uh-huh. But it's also kind of controlling the urge a little bit, because like you said, she's not available all the time. I would like her to be, but we can't have what we want all the time. I not want you. That, I want you to try this. I want you to try this. Don't watch porn and don't masturbate for a full month, and just and you're gonna get you're gonna get extremely aroused, and you're gonna start chasing your wife. And she's, yeah. she's she's gonna like it, and that's gonna increase your intimacy. And, and if the one month doesn't do it, just send it out to two months uh, because that's what marriage is designed for. And you are cheating your wife out of being pursued, which women like, and you're cheating yourself out of pursuing your wife. Men, we like chasing. That, that's what we do. We chase right. the women, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're cheating yourself out of that that pleasure you get, and it's hard. It is, but anything worth having is worth is worth working for, and it's hard. A whole month, Dre. You yeah, call you. Yeah. I, we've all done that. And it does. And you know what? I've done. Um, I've done. I've done a couple months before, like you know, because it's not. It's not you know, beating off his life. You know what I mean? Right. And <laughs> you are correct. The one thing it does do is like you're a little bit more aggressive. You're like a lot, not bad aggressive, but you're a lot more aggressive. You're, and, and let me tell you, what you what you do in the meantime, like once you do get it. Whew, it's, it's something crazy. So yeah, I agree with that. I'm gonna try that too. I'm gonna go a little longer. I'm gonna try that. All right, let's uh let's wrap yeah. it up, man. <laughs> we listen, Isaiah, we're gonna keep you on after the show, but we appreciate your time. Absolutely. Um yeah. thank you all so your social media great show. out there. Dope. Everybody asking their questions. Thank you. This was a dope show. And as always, uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Painated Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, Actors, a songwriter, an author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed day.